recording both tracks. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to freestyle something on a bad day for me for improv. It's all good. No, it's not all good, Jesse. <laughs> I have expectations. Okay. As an entertainer. Yes. Um, so yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I can do this. I for can do sure. this. Okay. Singer-songwriter Jesse T and I have been friends since we met at the Little Bean Coffee Bar in 2011. She's been on the podcast before. She has new music coming out in 2020 and more recently has released a video companion to her Christmas single, Mama's Christmas Cookies. But before that, we talk about a whole bunch of philosophical and worldly things as well as her career up to this point. And then finally, we get to talk about and hear the song, Mama's Christmas Cookies. Here's my real-life friend, and I'm not just saying that, <laughs> an amazing person, artist, and fun fact, bartender. Bartender. If you were a bartender. I'm a bartender. You're a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse T. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Welcome to the Todd Donald Show, yes, where we, we talk Todd and we talk Donalds. <laughs> Preferably more Todds than Donalds. Uh-huh. We are here at Descendants. I am uh, sitting with Jesse T. Have you ever had like a podcast or an interview that you uh, did immediately following a long, nice and grossing <laughs> conversation with a friend? We did have a long conversation. Isn't I that love it, normal though. in every day? Yeah. It, it, it absolutely is. That's what I said. What are we going to talk about now? Yeah. We covered uh, dating, relationships, public image, uh, the world. Some politics, some anthropology. All of it. I learned what anthropology was about. Wow. So that's all for today's episode. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I, that, that's what I was afraid of. Cause like part of me was like, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying this rare thing that happens with anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we've you and I just now before recording broke the record of like how long we've talked about I stuff. I think so, yeah. And uh, some of this is like so good. I wish we were recording right now. Yeah, well, and, I think uh, it's it's kind of special when you can have like such a candid conversation, you know. Yeah. And the good thing is, is I uh, I talk a lot, so with with good prompting comes uh, comes more chatter for sure. <laughs> and with practice, hopefully, hopefully I was listening a lot. Yeah. Which is important too. It's the other half. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you listen to me, and I like listening to you. Yeah, like that's what a good conversation is. It, I think so. <laughs> I completely agree. But we we do have a lot to talk about, and I did make some notes, friend. <laughs> I, I made some notes on how to talk to my friend. It's like, well, it'll be eight years in March that I will have moved here, right? And I. I'm always completely candid that the Little Bean was one of like the first open mics, first places I ever sang yeah. after moving here, and you were there, um, and you were actually just showing me a photo or a couple photos from one of the loft nights there, That's penthouse right. parties. I think we've been friends for a long time, and I love when like there's not necessarily the pressure to have to catch up consistently, but it's like no time has ever passed when when right. we do actually get to sit down. It's, it's a good friendship to have. I think so. Yeah. I'm in a weird place right now. I've put enormous pressure on myself to um, try and establish or reestablish some kind of regularity in social interaction. Yes. And I've been unsuccessful and it's been painful because, again, 
so as we as you and I talked about, like social media, the idea of it is connectivity. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not having you know what we just did talking over coffee or anything. I know what you mean, kind of connecting, right? Being being a part of it. Yeah, but yeah, no. I don't like that feel. I don't. I don't yeah. like feeling like because um, I'm aware that I put a lot of pressure on people, like in terms of how often I've reached out to everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like the only social thing presence that I have is like uh, appointment based or f- yeah. for the for the podcast. You're one of a handful of exceptions of of people uh, that have made time in the last five months, and it is awesome to have that. And it sounds like I'm being ungrateful by f- putting attention on people who can't uh, offer the same time or I'm just going through this weird thing where I don't have enough time to really care about it. Yeah. But it's like, it's hard. Well, it's tricky. Not. I mean, we're, we're all getting into uh, the seasonal depression time of year, which is always fun. But Oh man, I it think started it's, in the summer for me. <laughs> I know. It's yearly depression, but... Um, we take I think away it's, your sunlight. Exactly. And I then think we it's, promote capitalism. It, right, exactly. Mwahaha. Sorry, I interrupted. Um, but no, it's... Uh, it is true. I think it's important, even though we all have like crazy, busy, hectic lives, to be able to sit down and have these kind of conversations without a timeline on them. Like, yeah. fortunately, today, you know, I had a meeting this morning and I have some other stuff I got to do, but there was a good chunk of the day that we had to dedicate to those type things. Yeah. And as as discussing before, it's uh, it's been part of my studies recently to to pick other people's brains on on how yeah. they work and what they think about and. I, yeah, I've, I've appreciated the conversations we've been able to have. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to be engrossing because like, if people think that you, the only thing that you want from them is to be like, let's peel back the layers of the onion. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that all the time. Like, I think everyone needs to have people need their company. Yeah. Whether it's engrossing conversation or just playing a board game or watching a movie or um, we all want to be at a bar not to be... <laughs> savagely <laughs> interrupted by horny men or yeah. but you know what I mean it's I have the, no idea what you're talking about um, no I, I agree yeah. I mean we're we all like social interaction and I think yeah. it's it's important to have that um, and people not only that you get to see every day but also people that uh, it doesn't matter if you see them every day yeah so and again again in, in the case yeah. of our friendship like, I'm, I'm not just, like, wanting to uh, have you affirm so I can feel good about myself. Oh, no. Like, if I say we're <laughs> friends and you're like, yes, we are. I was like, <laughs> I can put that on a... Uh, put that on a billboard there, Todd. I'm no. friends with Jesse T. Yeah. But we've played a handful of functions. We have. In the past. I, I am a musician that's just not practicing right now. Yes. We've seen each other in and out of a few relationships. We have. Um, and, and talked about them in progressively more in-depthly as uh, today. And what started off as an acquaintanceship in that sense has evolved into that friendship. But the funny things happen, like... We're not even getting into a conversation yet, by the way. Yeah. I, I will not allow that. But there was this weird moment where I was setting up for this here, like setting up the microphones, mm-hmm. and, and you called. And I was, I was thinking of the person on the phone the way I would if it was someone else. Yeah. So I was like, can, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, get off the phone. Yeah. Because I'm trying to set up for Jesse T. <laughs> but, like, you were on the phone. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had that weird conversation about how, like, yes, there is an unfortunate alter ego aspect to, if I'm being too much me on the podcast, which is all I want to be, and I'm not being an entertainer, which is also what I want to be, 
it's disappointing. Yeah. And it's disappointing when I'm being an, enough of an entertainer. But, but what if people don't know how, how, how woke I am that listen to that interview? Yeah, well, we were, I mean, we were just kind of touching on the idea that uh, in, in the business, the crazy business of whatever we're all in, that we're selling a brand, right? So it's yeah. attached to an image and an image is attached to an idea. So um, it can sometimes seem artificial or superficial right when in reality i think the more yourself you become the better brand you become yeah and it, not just to think of it in regards to you know marketing and stuff but i think the more yourself that you are the better version of yourself you become and in turn the better art you create yeah. i can confidently say this past year has been one of the the most self-developing years that i've ever had because that's been that was an active decision for me right this new year, as I said, this is a year that I work on myself. I've put a lot of years into making other people happy or doing things that, you know, under the idea that that should have been a move I should have made to yeah. kind of excel someone else. But, um, yeah, I've taken more time for myself this year, whether that yeah. means it's time off or more time creating. Uh, and, and not to say that any of the stuff that I've done previously is, is things that I've regretted, but I've just realized that it's important to, uh, to take care of myself and, and yeah. to be more me. And I think my art has, has been a good reflection of that. You know what sucks, though, sometimes about like when you realize that there are certain things that you have to do to take care of yourself that mm -hmm. like you can't just do it once and then you're fine for another two years yep. thing. Because it, it would be so nice if we could just hit these peaks and valleys of personal growth and just be like that's good yeah if i tell myself someone cuts me off on the road and i say all kinds of different f words <laughs> if i say to myself hey don't let that bother me that yep. just you know have some kind of weird empathy for that person who cut you off you don't know what they're going through right i've gotten to that point yeah but I, I get angry all over again yeah oh am i regressing yeah. No, I'm just not practicing that shit that I exactly. didn't realize I have to practice never on a never ending. Yeah, yeah it's it's important. <laughs> and and I think it is like a daily development. It's not like you can't just have a salad every three months and be like, yeah. oh, I'm a healthy person. Yeah. It's like that's got to be something that you practice every day. Same as same as, you know, how you treat yourself. Yeah. If you're waking up every day being like, oh, I'm tired and, you know, you're dragging your feet. That's that's going to translate to every aspect of your life. But if you yeah. wake up and plan to be inspired yeah. Planning soon turns into um, an action and action translates kind of across the board, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we all have shitty days and we all have days that we don't want to get up out of bed and that we're pessimists and angry at the world and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if if you try and push through those and kind of focus on the good that the day has to offer and the good that you have to offer, I think that translates. So yeah. yeah. It's been a it's been an interesting year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Towels are getting colder and always getting bolder in this situation. Yeah, it's getting old. Gets to open checks the mirror and she sees those tears that haven't run down her cheeks for years and years. When the bottom hits your heart, everything's gotta change. She knows She's got 
The unfortunate part is you can't take a break long enough to find like the lack of burden that all that effort taxes on you. Yeah. I'm just looking for more words that all mean the same thing. I'm a good host. Yeah. So <laughs> the word is uh, plateau. I kind of know exactly what you mean. Like it's it's tricky. And the good thing is like I was the environment changes. Yeah. Absolutely. I found it. Sorry. And I, th- I no, I, I completely understand. I mean, it's been three years since we released a last project of mine, right? Yeah. But having said that, that three years hasn't been something that I've just been sitting on my butt. I've been, yeah. I've been writing. If only uh, you had the luxury. The exactly. Wouldn't it be nice to sit on your butt? It would be, but I get stir crazy. That's just, that's part of me too. Right. I, and that's fortunately something that I was taught early on in my career that life doesn't stop. Mm. So writing doesn't stop and, and creating doesn't stop and the hustle doesn't stop. It's important to have your days and, you know, a week here and there that you take your time off. But life, life continues and, and so should your art, even yeah. if you're not actively releasing things. But yeah, it's, it's been uh, interesting. And I think in regards to kind of the plateau thing, as long as you keep tepping, taking steps forward, whether or not they're necessarily steps up, yeah. as long as you're not moving backwards, it's okay. Because everybody's definition of success I think is different of but, course uh, it's important to just that's continue very- <laughs> to move towards the goal right yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah that's such a considerate thing to say I mean it's fucking true yeah <laughs> but uh it's important to know I guess if you don't know it already for sure yeah some people don't know it and that's that can create damaging behavior well that was something we were just discussing as well yeah 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 but I I was on a um a yeah panel. How, how can we go from a deep conversation to like Hey, what do you want to hear? Yeah, exactly. Hypothetical. Hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah. But I was I was on a panel the one time um, with uh, CJ Allen. Actually, he was doing a songwriting course, and uh, and one of the questions was like, you know, something based on success, or what do you have to do to be successful? And I said, well, you first have to realize or think about what your definition of success actually entails, because if yeah. your definition of success is to play a gig then then you actively work towards that. And yeah. and that's an ever ever changing, ever evolving idea. So for me, when I first started out, it was like, oh, I'd love to be able to write a song. And then I wrote a song and it wasn't a good song. But it yeah. was like, okay, well I'd love to play a gig. So now I've played a gig. I'd love to release an album. Now we've released an album. I would love to play a festival. Now I've yeah. played a festival. So that that definition of success has been ever evolving, which I think is important to hold yourself accountable to and be able to again continuously rise but yeah I think it's also important to recognize how many of those success things that you've hit and give yourself a pat on the back because you're the only one that you get to carry throughout this life mm-hmm. right so you yeah. gotta you gotta make sure that you you celebrate your successes and let yourself have the bad days in between let's go to a song now that I haven't selected but you can <laughs> see the track listing of what I play on this episode yeah I don't want to you know what I'm not going to um do song intros and posts anymore. Mm. I just want to say, let's go to a song. And on the Instagram or Facebook posts and the the episode description on every podcast platform, you're yeah. not going to not be able to find this. You can see the track listing. And please, of course, uh, support the artist by, by buying it if you like it. Jingle, 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 jingle
Yes, thank for. Yes, that was a good song, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> Again, you thanks, can see Todd. The, you can see the track <laughs> listing afterwards. I will. I will let you know by typing it out. It's the holidays now, of course, because it's December fourth that this episode is going up. Yes. So let's mentally project ourselves. I do that in July Forward. sometimes. I'm yeah. like, oh man, you can see the trees out. Oh, the trees are so snowy. It's actually a very gray day here. Yeah. <laughs> There's all the snow except for the brown stuff has melted. But yeah. let's pretend it's a white, fluffy Christmas. The n- the new uh, chapter of the Christmas Prince is on Netflix now. Oh, I mean, thank God! You can you can Hallmark enjoy Christmas that. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the in the in the spirit of of what can be good emotionally about the holidays is a little bit of sentiment, a little yes. bit of visit to sentiment. I didn't go over this with you yet, but like I have this list of like six memories that I remember. One of which circles around to itself. So okay. when, when we met at the Little Bean, it yes. was like the fall of 2011. Yeah. So if it was like the fall, like September, October, November, that sort of circles around to now being like a year point mm-hmm. in terms of... So 2011, the Bean, you played Torn by Natalie and Brulia. And I just dug that you you had fallen in love with this thing that was a part of like... That was the first CD I bought. No and way. I'll be honest, I did love the song. I wasn't a huge fan of the album, but I listened to it because I was like utterly in love with Natalie and Brulia. She's gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I had like the Spin magazine. I bought magazines because yeah. I liked the the Natalie. I had Port- I had Na- Jesse McCartney posters from <laughs> magazines, so I completely understand. If Natalie Portman was in one small frame yeah. of a Teen Vogue, yeah. I bought a Teen Vogue. I brought it up to the counter and, and I said, "This is for me." Yeah, <laughs> this this is for me. It's fucking hilarious. I love it. But yeah, you played Torn and it was fucking awesome. And I think I can't believe you remember that. That I, was like one of my go-to songs back then. 
Well, I remembered it two years ago. Yeah. And I'll come I'll come to that. Okay. So we met each other at the Bean. Yeah. Probably added each other on social media and, mm-hmm. and remained aware of each other and became friends slowly. And at this point, I, I brought this up. We played at these questionable... Penthouse parties. Penthouse parties. Yeah. Like the term was penthouse. And yeah. yeah. I mean... It wasn't a penthouse. And it was the... Well, it was a top floor of an apartment building. Do you and- think that penthouses were something that's like peppered into my life like this wasn't like the first I'd ever been in yeah it was it was a pretty uh it was a beautiful place and you know I mean it had had a lot of potential it had a lot of space too a lot of space the it was questionable how the people who owned the space you know what I've never thought about that until right now I'm like okay Part of me is not going to bother asking the guys no. who live there and were letting us play a show there yeah. uh, what they did for business yeah, unless yeah. they had either rich parents or took up a job that the law is not supposed to know about. Yeah, but they but supported live music. Either way, we were there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bother questioning My parents are going to be like, what were you doing when you first moved there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they liked seeing the... The joy. They were like Santa Clauses yeah. of a different kind of snow and exactly. just wanted to see the bright faces of, we're in a loft, this is amazing. I was one of those people going, this is me getting to live out like uh, my entourage fantasy. Mm-hmm. I was fa- just thinking it was cool that I was part of a community now. I finally, I moved here and I thought... You totally were. Yeah. It was, uh, and, and that like original group from The Little Bean was like a lot of like special people, a lot of talent and like... Yeah, it was it was funny how open arms you guys yeah. just kind of accepted me, a little Simon, twenty year old, you yeah. know from King, from Kingston. Just just a just a spring chicken. A wee little Jessie she was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> running up over the rolling hills of exactly Farley. Exactly. Farley is a place in Ireland. Yeah. I'm not making it up. And here you come running over, looking all Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, of course you were welcome. Like you were talented and yeah. a good person. Like that's Thank all. You. That's all we can ask of people, right? But just increasingly more adept would be an insult. But like increasingly more uh, impressive and wonderful with your songwriting. Thank you. Which is more or less something that, as an awkward person, I I wanted to engage with this new friend about conversationally. Mm-hmm. And I think we moved on to like relationships and dating and then the universe from there over yeah. the years and then in between there was Oktoberfest 2013 where I of course bumped into you and met our friend Katie Topham yeah who was then Katie Warren who was then Katie who I knew since I was like 15 she was actually one of the first people I met through Cedar Tree which is the studio I record at um and yeah we like started out as people that were of similar age and you know had similar subjects going on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's been a lifelong friendship, which I'm very, very thankful for. And you also do a, a live stream show called Coffee Talk with her dad. I do. Jamie Warren, who you also work with creatively. Probably. Yeah, I met him like uh, literally the same time as I met Katie. And it's funny because Katie and I became friends because, of course, we were teenage girls. Um, but Jamie and I, Katie, were <laughs> hey, actually... Are you a teenage girl? Yeah. I'm a teenage girl. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Let's be teenage girls together. That's literally kind of what happened. It was funny because Jamie was very like kind of a, a business relationship you know we we wrote together and we kind of worked in the studio a little bit together but it has it wasn't until 
couple years back that it started being a friendship of its own right. and like a really kind of special one. Um, because again, there's, there's a bit of an age difference between us, but yeah. from his kind of status that he was able to gain throughout his entire career, which has been a very successful one. Yeah. Um, and then my kind of new understanding of social media and the industry nowadays, it's been this cool kind of in between thing that we've been able to create together. I've been able to help him with more of his social media do some of his videos and social yeah. media posts, you know, log his music catalog so that he can get his royalties and all this kind of stuff. But he's been able to introduce me to some of the industry that he knew from back in his day. Right. Uh, and it's been kind of this, this blossoming of a friendship and, yeah. a, you know, mutually beneficial one. So, and probably more stable elements being that there is like, I would guesstimate based on very little actually as a very bad uh, talk show person mm -hmm. that there from what I've seen there's a, there's a, there's a familial element to the relationship that yeah. if you're in an industry yeah being able to rely and trust rely on and trust people is fucking worth it's, it's so weight important. in gold well so like you have this sorry no that's okay it, it is so so true I think the cedar tree we call ourselves a clan the cedar tree clan cedar tree family right. um, which is most you know a lot of people that work in that studio, there is a family aspect to it. And you, you just, you help each other out when you can. And you also yeah. know that any of those ears are, are people that you can ask any, any kind of questions without worry yeah. kind of deal. So Jamie, I would say has definitely been one of those people. Um, Carrie DeMayer is, I always say she's my weekly therapist cause we meet, yeah. we meet every week and we write about what's going on in my life or talk yeah. about what's going on in our lives. And it's, uh, you know, to Rick Hutt, there's so many people that, that are part of that studio that I would, that I would put in the family category. The best people in your life are going to be the people who can say the things that you wouldn't want to hear from people that you don't know, yep. love, respect, and trust. Love is being able to say, uh, you can do better, or uh, I disagree with a choice that you made, mm -hmm. and have no love loss. Well, I, I think when someone has your best interest at hand, yeah. and sometimes that, that might mean calling you out on a misstep or calling you out on yeah. something, but knowing that they're still going to love you either way, right? Yes. That's, and it's important to have those, those people in your life. Because um, how, many, how, many, how many times have you had people that were, you were friends with or you thought were your friends mm -hmm. where the friendship is over yeah. because of that same sincere, genuine care? Yeah is being applied and someone is just not ready to hear that Yep. because that person may learn later on, Oh, you had my best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. That's why you told me because I thought you were a complete asshole for being <laughs> that I needed to take singing lessons. Yeah. But the truth is I needed to take singing lessons and you cared about me. The evolution. Exactly. Well, my, even my folks, they always Jesse. say like, yeah, exactly. God, you were horrible. <laughs> but even my parents, like I, I started singing karaoke. That was how I figured out my love for music. Nice. Um, and they always, they used to close the basement door on me because our karaoke machine was in the basement. <laughs> and they used to close the door and I was like, open up that door up there. You're going to hear me sing. But they were like, you weren't good when you started out. So yeah. they put me into vocal lessons. And now when we talk about it and they say I wasn't good, I know that it's not coming from an insincere place. It's coming from a, well, you figured it out. Yeah. You know, you worked hard for it. And I think it's important to have people that you trust that hold you accountable to certain decisions yeah. that you make, not only in life, but also especially in this crazy thing we try and call the music business. 
but it's also really important to select those people carefully yeah. and, and make sure that the people that you have as part of your group have, have your best interest at hand. Cause oftentimes it might not be the easiest decision to make, but that sometimes means it might be the, the good one or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Driving down that old dirt road to get a feeling of consent. The summer sun reminds me of a childhood laid to rest. And driving past the river bank where Mary first kissed me, the lilacs still grow wild and free. And Bobby lays the black top down in his very seldom home. A lovely wife and three young kids A fourth one almost grown And Rudy, he found Jesus And he moved out to L.A. And Mary has a new last name If I could take one step back I'd be slipping out the back door And I'd take one more drive In my daddy's old car I'd take one last look through Mary's bedroom window If I could take just one step back The whistle at the factory No longer makes a sound The roller rinks so many miles The driving's been torn down The courthouse is still standing Even though we marched and prayed Nice to know some things don't change If I could take one step back I'd be slipping out the back door And I'd take one more drive in my daddy's old car I'd take one last look Through Mary's bedroom window If I could take just one step back like that old freight train The tracks go on way out of town But if you ride it long enough It'll bring you back around If I could take one step back I'd be slipping out the back door And I'd take one more drive in my daddy's old I take one last look through Mary's bedroom window If I could take just one step back Let's just keep on going with our, our brilliance before... Uh, we're in depth today. I feel like we're on this like heart-to-heart level right here. Yeah. <laughs> and people, are, people, are, people can make a square with a color or a picture on it and just take like pretty much anything we've said so far and be like... There's going to be quotes. a social media wisdom religion based Bam. on it. But this is, just, this is how we talk because we're, we're, we're exactly. locked in. 
You can put uh, Bam in quotations and yeah. just Jesse T. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as, a, as, as has been referenced before, I work now here with our friend Katie Topham. Yes. I work here at Descendants, and it's been a lovely almost half a year away from the factory job, and you know how, how much I hated the factory job. Yes. So what, one thing that happened was I, you know this, and I took, I, I took off from the factory to go back to school. Yep. And it didn't work out. But for six weeks, I was having the time of my life going out to the open mic again. Mm-hmm. That being at Rhapsody, that being where you worked, yep. where you still work, and you're there on Monday nights typically. Yep. And uh, it was just amazing to get to see everyone and meet the people that were going out then. There was just this horribly defeating, crushing blow of this school strike that happened that sent me reliably financially back to the factory mm-hmm. one of the memories that I'm going through of, of, of you and I yeah. as friends is that it was around Christmas time and there was just this thing where the open mic was over but I got there after work because I just so desperately didn't want to say goodbye to going out to the open mic mm-hmm. T- Tammy was just in a in a, a, a mood where she just she didn't want to break up the the loving vibe of musicians that just wanted to be around each other. Yes. She's like, well, we'll stay open. Yeah. yeah I'll pay extra if you want to keep serving a few more mm-hmm. pops and whatnot. The stage was torn down, but a group of us congregated around each other and passed the guitar around like some kind of fucked up hippie shit. <laughs> and, uh, I remembering that you knew and performed Natalie and Bruley is torn wanted to, Reser- like just have a sentimental Christmas timey type vibe mm-hmm. reenactment of that but like you know I was still holding the guitar at the time I was just like Jesse sing this one because I know it but I didn't like practice it I didn't know it Yeah. and I had this valuable you know in my factory mind precious opportunity to hang out with you and where people are listening and watching and I'm playing the chords for Torn as much as I could do into the middle of the song, mm-hmm. you grace me with an opportunity to perform it with you by starting to sing this song. And I'm like halfway through like, sorry, I don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was for, for someone as out of social life as I was then. Yeah. I don't understand. That was horrible for me. Well, I, I hope it wasn't, <laughs> but it was Yeah, like, it's fine now, but like in that moment. But was that one of the moments that made you want to get back into music? Um, no, that, at, that, at, the, at the time I was back in the factory, I was just like, yeah. I was I was grateful to be making money again and figuring out what was going to happen with the student loan refund yeah. and shit. I think I'm going into territory where I, it's not entertaining, but it, I, I laugh at it now. Yeah. But like, I really felt like shit that like, because how many opportunities are we just hanging around with a guitar and a group of people that's mm-hmm. that's paying attention? Like it was like just one of those embarrassing yeah. moments where no one gave gave a shit or no no one made fun of me for it. But like I wanted to fucking nail that song. <laughs> I wanted that moment. Yeah, I couldn't let go of it. Yeah. Um, shortly following that, you were one of the first guests on my resurrected audio only. Actually, no, it was still video at the time mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. And I put that episode up. A, I uh, saw that just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm. Which sort of, br- again, brings us to now. You were you were here doing a 
Jamie and Jesse Coffee Talk. I was. And while you were here, you let me record a few songs that were on the episode 51 with Carlotta. Mm-hmm. We did some new tunes for there. That's a, yeah, you got kind of some sneak previews. And yes. you also asked for Lala Love. I was going to do the, uh, the commercial first love kind of feeling because that's always like an easy kind of go-to. Right. And I said, is there anything you want to hear? And you said Lala Love. And I love hearing what people want to hear. So you didn't what hear song th- resonates, you know? You didn't hear that as like, fuck what would help your No, sing- definitely single. not. No. That's one of my favorite parts about the first album, that every song on that project was someone's favorite song. Right. And how cool is that? Like, that is a huge success in my book. And uh, if I'm being completely candid, it's also a lot of pressure for the second album, because I also want to make sure that it's, right. you know, a collection of material that people feel as passionate about. But it, it speaks... I think volumes to to me and the people that were able to create that project that there's there's favorites right. and that you're able to recall the favorites. So yeah. the fact that you were able to say, "Hey, can you do Lala Love?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I will." Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm more I'm I'm more than a a like and a follow. I, yeah. Like I give a shit about your music. Yeah. Well, it's it's the same as like say just the first person off offhand. If I saw Keith Urban, he has how many hits? A, a whole bunch of hits, but my first song that I would ask people him, think of me as a country music expert. I know exactly, I know this. but one of my favorite songs of his would be "Raining on Sunday," and just because that's one of my favorites, and that wouldn't be the most recent hit, or that probably wouldn't be the most successful one, but that's a song that resonates with me. Yeah. And I think as an artist, it's it's not always just the most commercial hits that that truly inspire people or truly connect with people. So I'm I'm thankful that you asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freshly laundered cotton soaks up coffee all too well. Tide to go is all gone just as the morning goes to hell. What else could go wrong? Had barely left my mouth That's when the drive to work Really started heading south Today I lift My training wheels Knowing that they will run beneath Keeping me on an even keel When a day like this Has got me tumbling And reeling that's when Chicken with the gas gauge until I ran out of gas. The rain's coming at me sideways, trucks are flying by too fast. Now is not the time to explore the symbolism. Once this breakdown's done, I might take a listen. Today I miss my training wheel. Knowing that they were underneath Keeping me on an even keel When a day like this Has got me tumbling and reeling That's when I miss my training wheels 
tells me better days are coming But right now I want my tinky bear, my blanket and my mummy Today I miss my training wheels Knowing that they were underneath Keeping me on an even keel on a day like this Tumbling and reeling That's when I miss my training wheels My training wheels What is it about what I do that you're willing to not only give your time and do these performances for me and for the podcast as well as Something that not a lot of people who have been on the podcast do, which is endorse it. Well, I think the thing is, is you've also done a lot for me that a lot of people haven't done either, which has been my friend over eight years. And you've supported a lot of my career and you've come out to my gigs. And I think it's I think it's really important to support each other's dreams. And especially in, you know, this crazy business that we both chose to be in or, you know, can't choose to be in because it's just part of us. I think when you see a good soul and someone that's trying to encourage live music and encourage the arts, it's it's very important to encourage that yourself right. and be an advocate for something that you want to see happen. And yeah. I think having a platform that speaks candidly, uh, not only about the music but about everything else yeah. that comes with this comes with you know, this lifestyle, whether it be mental health or the, like you always say, you want to speak candidly to people and that's something that you're trying to see happen. And I appreciate, I really appreciate that. And I think in such a, uh, in a makeup world that it's important to have a place that people can come to, to hear candid content whether it's live performances or whether it's just us sitting here having coffee, shooting the shit. I think it's, yeah. I think it's important to, uh, to have that. So I've appreciated your um, encouragement of my career to date and, and I will always encourage what you're, what you're doing as well. I think that's important. It's hard for us as people in this world to be candid, right? right. It's hard for us, as we were discussing earlier, to have our own, to have our own opinions and to have these kind of very... Um, heavy conversations but I think it's also important to do and for people that want to encourage this kind of stuff they will yeah. and, and you kind of got to glue yourself to people that uh, that will help because yeah. it's the same as art right it's not made for everybody but it's made for people that that believe in it and people that will encourage it and, and people that won't then that's okay it'll just pass by them right. but the cool thing is you're getting a snapshot in time of a whole bunch of really special people some that might go on to do better things and some that might continue to do the same thing right. but you have all this kind of archived candid unplugged stuff that, right. uh, that no one else will have ever be able to recreate because it's a moment in time so I think it's important to uh, yeah to, to make sure that you keep chugging Let's bring it back to you. The second question is going to be, do you have any kick-ass holiday singles coming out with a video? Potentially. Um, <laughs> but before that, but we were talking about earlier on this, the uh, stages and the, plat- the steps, the plateaus, mm-hmm. and how the goals evolve as well. 
very quickly as the first part of this answer, can you tell me what your ultimate goal is and how op- how how much optimism do you typically have in your system yeah about about the possibility about the uh the world you're in being a part of it i i think uh to answer the first part of the question my goal is to have a career that makes me money but i but i feel content doing it right and i'll always be pushing the envelope in regards to physically what that means whether it's you know, playing on stages or winning awards, like yeah. it'd be great to be recognized by the CCMAs or the CMAs as a right. as an artist, and that's obviously what we're all working towards. But I think as long as I'm making a comfortable living and being able to do what I love under the terms that I love, that that's a pretty right. happy life for me. I think the optimism of it all, it's it can be challenging because the thing is, is we're I'm in an industry that is completely about how good you are compared to somebody else, right? right? You release a single and it's like, is this a single that we're gonna put above Dean Brody or we're gonna yeah. put above Marin Morris? Is this song as good as that or is it better? But again, speaking to finding the brewing yourself- brewing here, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but speaking to finding yourself as an artist, the more that you try and lean towards someone else's craft and comparing yourself, the further you get away from the quality of art that you make. Right. So it's it's a it's a balance. So you need to approach yourself with a lot of optimism and a lot of confidence and a lot of trust. Right. But it's also important to have different ways that you view your business. At least that's right. how I do. You know, I need to care for myself as if I'm I'm a little baby and you know, some days I need to be coddled and other days it's like you can walk on your own. Right. And that's my craft. I can write the heartbreaking songs and I can write the uplifting songs, but I also need to hold myself accountable if, if they're good enough to be out there for the world to see. But if I'm not my number one fan, then who else is going to be? Right. Right? That's, that's honestly one of the toughest things. It is, because there's a lot of days that, you know, you look at people and sure, um, socially they might be prettier than you or socially they might be... Uh, more talented than you or they might be able to play the guitar better but at the end of the day and you see these memes circulating all the time there's only one you yeah and it a lot of the time it's not about being it's not about being the best it's about being authentically you and how well people connect to that and the truer self you become the more people can connect to that right yeah i i'll say that and and you know i only mean it that um i mean you should be proud as fuck of what you've done so far you've you've been a, a staple host of the shot a host or judge a uh, judge judge yeah uh there's a host out there going like what the fuck yeah um, <laughs> that's my role you've been a you, you you've been a stable element to that show mm-hmm. and uh it since yeah. it's begin uh, begun so i've began? been a, i've been a part of it for the last three it'll be going on four years um and very uh proudly so yeah. Uh, it, it'll be in its eighth season, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I haven't been a part of it since the very start, but I would say since the kind of the start of the artist development process began, right. um, the past couple of years, we focused a lot more on original material, which has been a huge, uh, thing I think in the development of what the competition has represented. Right. 
it's it's been a, a platform for artists that I really wish I would have been able to find right. um, at certain levels in my career. And, you know, all you can do is encourage the things that you believe in and to find really talented artists and be able to open them up to the circle of, of friends and colleagues that, that I have in the music industry is something that I really hope to do. Because the more talented people there are in the music industry, the more noise we make and the more hopefully people will look in our direction, right? right. But uh, I think we've been focusing more on original music, artist development, and that's been something I've been super passionate about. Right. So I'm super stoked for another season and uh, hopefully I'll win it this year. I didn't... I didn't last year, but, and by win it, I mean my, my artist, but my artist was in, uh, one of my artists was in the top four. I had two in the top 10. Right. So that was pretty sweet. But the two years before I, I had the winning artist. So nice. I was the Blake Shelton, the guy to beat. Right. That was a voice reference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess what they could tell you is this shot does not blow. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm full of kooky ideas. Yeah. <laughs> It's soon gonna jingle the bells that'll tingle all your troubles away. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, cause Christmas is coming again. He's got a sleigh full, it's not gonna stay full. He's got stuff to drop at every stop of the way. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, cause Christmas is coming again. He'll be Get yours If you've done everything you should Extra special good He'll make this December The one you'll remember The best and the merriest you ever did have Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is here again Stuff that he's dropping every stop of the way Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is here again He'll be With the answer to the prayers that you made through the year You'll get yours If you've done everything you should Extra special good He'll make this December The one you'll remember The best and the merriest you ever did have That's really cool. And you should also be proud of the music that you've put out there. Thank All you. of the music in that fucked up hieroglyphic book that you call your lyric book. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at it when, at that gig you played. And it I'm is like, slightly chaotic. As long as you can understand what you wrote down. <laughs> um, well, that's the good thing is, see, if I ever lose the book, people won't understand what is actually right. in it. It's like invisible ink in, in that regard, yeah. Be proud of your art. Be proud of what you've done so far as an artist getting your songs on the radio. Thank you. And playing where you have. Art is just that weird thing where you don't know. It's like You have no idea. 
you can have all the plans in the world, but something can change tomorrow. But I think right. that's that also speaks to the idea that you really need to be proud and stand behind the stuff that you create and the stuff that you put out there. Because so it, it may, it may, we don't know. Someone can have a debilitating disease and survive for the next 20 years and someone can be unfortunately taken from us tomorrow. It's the same as music. It's the same as any yeah. career, right? But I think it's important to, uh, to cherish the time that you have and, and make the most of it. And I've been very thankful not to, you know, speak about myself more yeah. but well as your I've friend had, I'm yeah. like I hope for the best but Thank you. there are people out there that have all the talent in the world but mm-hmm. don't have the stomach for it's a tricky industry thing that you need yeah. yeah you gotta you gotta have stamina one of the best words of wisdom I ever had was the more successful you become the bigger dartboard you become right. which means that there's more darts being thrown at you and you gotta get better at shielding them yeah. and bouncing them off so if if you as, as part of the artist development process, that's one of the biggest things that I have to say is you've got to get great at bouncing criticism off. It's often not about what you're actually doing and more about how people are perceiving what you're doing or yeah. how they apply it to themselves. And there's an authenticity that comes from trusting your own opinion and just being able to nod and say thank you for your opinion. Yeah. And I may respect it and I may not respect it, but at the end of the day, that's yeah. there. Yeah, you take it or leave it, right? <laughs> Some people without brains can do an awful lot of talking. Yeah. Holy ho, holy holy ho. I don't yeah. know, 1930s. Yeah. Still true today. Yeah. Let's last but not leastly address. A tr- so I'm so regal. Let's cover the. Um, no, my throat's feeling a little weird. I'm just. It's all good. You're so cool, Jesse T. You've been so cool this whole time. <laughs> I do what I can. I might, I might look cool, but it's all a facade. <laughs> That's why I wear leather a lot, because leather's cool. So it gives me an up on my bad days. <laughs> Mama's Christmas cookies. Yes. That's how I'll start the thing. Okay. At the very end, thank you for... I want to thank all of the Jesse's industry friends. Yeah. <laughs> for tuning in today. And our other personal friends that I don't know. Exactly. All the people from Kingston, Kitchener, Waterloo. Uh, people that you've met along the way, thank you for listening to this podcast where I uh, did my thing that that Jesse loves, but you might not. Thank you for yeah. <laughs> staying tuned until this thing where we talked about Mama's Christmas Cookies, the single and the video. So we released this uh, last year. No, okay. I think it was the year before, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been out for a couple years, and it's it's been one that's got good response just through... I think the cool thing about Christmas singles, they can come back each year. And exactly. Like we were, we were discussing, right? We were, yeah. Um, Meta. Exactly. This song has continued to live on because every year my mom makes cookies and every year I eat an absurd amount of these cookies. Um, but this year it just felt like a really good year to do a video. And this was my first actual music video, which was kind of cool. But with the launch of new music in the new year, it seemed like an appropriate time to kind of do that. And it also felt like an appropriate single to be able to include, you know, my mom, not only in the words of the song, but also in the video. It's uh, it's made the song more meaningful for me and more yeah. powerful for me, even though it was already a powerful song. 
So I'm, I'm really excited because it focuses not only on one of my favorite Christmas traditions, which is my mom's cookies, but also the memories that are really special to me. You see, the cookies is like a symbol, man. It it's is. Like, it's it like, 100% but is. But it's not what the song is about. It's not, it's not about cookies. I mean, it is, but yep. that's like on the surface. Exactly. It, it, it is true. I love the t- accent. This is, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. But yeah, it's, I think it's an, important, it's an important song. I love it. So I hope it... Uh, it touches other people too. Right.
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. (laughs) 